Good morning and welcome to today's devotional segment. It is a bright and beautiful day outside, so I hope that you are doing well today. Yes, so yesterday we started a a five-day plan, which was titled, Why Doesn't God Do Something? Now, today we are on to day two, April 27th. So let's get into the devotional. All right, so it says the ultimate purpose. Now remember, this was a conversation between Lynn and Sam. So Lynn is asking Sam, or Lynn is talking to Sam, and he's saying, she's saying, Sam, it's easy to question God for not fixing something that we needed to be fixed. But what if solving one problem would create a worse one for someone else? For example, you may pray for a fine day for your golf or your family barbecue or even your church picnic, but farmers might be crying out for rain. Sam replies, well, I guess it's goodbye to the barbecue. So Sam, you are now saying that it is alright for God to stop you enjoying yourself if, if it's for someone else's good? Sam replies, yes. Lynn says, then what about our overall lifestyle? What if our prosperous lifestyle in this country means poverty in another? Should God intervene to make us share our wealth more than we do? Sam replies, as long as it's not mine. Lynn says, very funny. All I'm saying, Sam, is that if we expect God to intervene to prevent one person's suffering, shouldn't we also be willing for him to prevent another person's prosperity? We can't have it both ways. Sam replies, hmm, I suppose you are right, Lynn. Lynn says, more than that. Sometimes suffering is necessary to reduce, to produce success. Let me say that again. Sometimes suffering is necessary to produce success, like dipping sheep in a foul-smelling pool to kill the bugs that otherwise might kill them. Sam says, yeah, I get that. Like saying no to your kids because it in the long run they'll be better off Lynn says or being forced by a plague to find a cure that will save more people from perishing in the worst pestilence later on Sam responds so sometimes we need to take a long-term approach Lynn says yes the question really is what is God's overall or ultimate purpose? The Old Testament patriarch Joseph once said to his brothers, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. To bring it down to a personal level, the Bible says, we know that in everything God is working for good with those who love him and are called according to his purpose. When we know there is a higher purpose in what is happening, it is easier to understand 
why it is happening. So we are asked to read Psalm 73, 18 to 28 and Romans 8, 28 to 39. Alright, let me find this for us. Romans 8, 28 to 39. Alright, so it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate them, he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to, do, to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay and anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that com condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written for thy sake we are called all the day long we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter nay in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Jesus Christ our Lord. That was Romans 8 verses 28 and 39 and now they say to read Psalm 73, 18 to 28. Psalm 73, 18 to 28. Surely thou didst set them in slippery places, Thou castest them down into destruction. How are they brought into desolation as in a moment? They are utterly consumed with terrors. As a dream, when one awaketh, so, O Lord, when thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image. 
Thus my heart was grieved, and I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I and ignorant. I was as a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holded me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a whoring from thee. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I put my trust in the Lord that I may declare all thy works. Okay, so let me jump right back over to Romans 8. And I'm going to read 28, verse 28 again. And it said, We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. So, this entire passage basically tells me that God is with us no matter what. That is what I'm getting from this entire passage. And we have to trust that God is there for us. But we also have to do his bidding. We also have to trust in his word and follow his word for him to show us how good he can be. Because just as is, the thing is, and what we should be lucky that men are not, our God is not like man. But think of it this way. If you hurt your friend, do you expect them to be good to you? No, they will not be good to you they will forget about you and they will leave you alone because they do not like to be hurt right but this thing is the thing is god would never forsake you but you still have to ensure that you are reading his word you are doing what needs to be done you need to be spending time with god for him to to for you to see the goodness of god because if you're not spending time with him, even when he's blessing you, you're not seeing it. Right? So you now have to try and follow God's bidding, follow God's words, follow him into uh, prayer. Pray to God. Right? Speak with him. Have conversations with him. And he now will direct your path throughout everything that is that comes to you all right so the last part said uh, verse 38 and 39 for i am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities in reading these two verses the first thing that came to mind is a song 
For I am persuaded God will see me through. That is the first thing that came to mind when I read this song. Because God will see you through regardless of neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor power nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord we have to continue to talk with our God to treat him as a friend right we he if you do not have any physical friend just remember you have a spiritual friend and he sticks closer than a brother he will guide you he will be that inner thought that inner happiness so you have to remember so you have to remember to have a good relationship with God and I believe that is where I leave you today I hope that something has caught on throughout my rambling (laughs) I hope that you have a wonderful day today I pray God's blessing over your life Yes, so I will see you tomorrow.